Hey guys, um, welcome back to the Search for Pink podcast. I actually can't tell you how many times I have re-recorded this intro because for some reason I can't make it sound normal and then I re-listened to the interview and I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to warn them about a couple things. So this was recorded in um, my dad's office with a blanket on my head and for some reason I was like, hey, I should shift around in my seat constantly. So I tried to take out as much as of that as I could, but literally, guys, you would think I was like like eating celery and like banging on a – no, just kidding. It's it's listenable. It is listenable, but I am apologizing. Um, this is – I am learning to record in new ways. We're all adjusting, and so I'm just kind of warning you of that. But we have Rebecca Robles on the podcast today. She is an accomplished stage and uh, screen actor. You have recently seen her in, I am pulling up her IMDb right now. Um, Most recently, I think, uh, Reprisal. Uh, She's amazing in Reprisal, such a cool show. She's also in the show Ambitions, and she nails it every single time. She's also was the lead of a movie called Faith, Love, and Chocolate. She was in the movie uh, that really launched her career, which was Hope Bridge, and then that was with um, Boo Boo Stewart and Kevin Sorbo. So lots of stuff. I saw her in Synchronicities, The Hero's Wife, and I also saw her in Horizons of the Wolves. Uh, which went on to win the Atlanta version of a Tony, which is called a Susie. So that's amazing. And she did that with a lot of dear friends. So that's insanely special. Um, Yeah, on this episode, we cover a lot of things. Um, So yeah, Rebecca is fabulous and gorgeous. And she's at this amazing turning point um, in her life right now. Just of like, she's been doing the Atlanta thing. She's on her way to something else and it was actually a couple weeks ago I've been wanting to have her on the podcast but it clicked into my head I was like I wonder how Rebecca's doing with all of this all of these changes that are going on and I was particularly really wanted to ask her so I appreciate so much Rebecca um you letting uh me into your day and uh just just talking you were delightful and I learned so much and I am just so excited for everybody to hear this interview and um, and learn more about yeah. Okay, let's go. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? I cannot hear anything from you. No. If you can hear me. Oh, I can hear okay. you. I can hear you. I don't think. Yeah. I can. What? Oh my goodness! Happy day. Sorry to mess with your fancy okay, mic. I just um, <laughs> wanted to use it. It's fine. It's just sit here getting dust a little longer. No, I I am so impressed. Actually, another friend of mine. That I talked to a week yeah. or so ago, she was like, oh, well, she's British, but she's like, perfect. <laughs> I have a professional mic. And I'm like, oh, I have a blanket to put on my head um, to make you this sound, sound a little you bit better. Good. Thanks. My um, my uh, re- equipment I left at home because I left in what I thought was like a very romantic rush out of the house. I like saw my roommates and I was like, goodbye. I'm only bringing one bra and no contacts. Oh my God. Wait, how far, how far of a drive is it for you? Uh, six okay, hours. Yeah, so you just pop back over. No, I mean, it's not worth yeah. it. But um, you know what? I've got a blanket and my dad's Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, literally, I'm out in the country, so um, our Wi-Fi is so oh, really? slow. Um, oh, 
Good. I'm so glad this is working. Um, how long have you been out of town? Uh, I left New York, I guess, like three and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh, no, yeah. three weeks ago today. Yeah, no, yeah, about three weeks ago today. <laughs> it's like everything's a blur. I'm like counting by Wednesdays. We left on a Wednesday three weeks ago. So it's, it just feels like Groundhog you know, Day, it man. Does. Days like totally blend together. Some, some days are better than others for sure. I'm definitely. Yeah, I I try to have like an outside of my house conversation at least once a day just to remind myself that um, I know people (laughs) besides um, I have uh, five siblings and my parents. So it's just eight of us. I have five siblings too. No way. That's amazing. I'm so glad that you're out of New York though. It is it is really making me scared currently. I'm glad we got out. I like go back and forth feeling like guilty too. You know, it's like the fact that we even had the option to kind of dip out that quickly. Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel, yeah, it's stressful thinking about everybody who's there and even the people who are okay yeah. health wise, it's just like totally different mentally to be kind of cooped up in a small New York apartment, you know, compared to even in yeah. Atlanta where it's like taking a walk around the block is not that big of a deal, but in New York it's like, you know, it's hard. Yeah, it's it's wild. I and also some of my friends live by themselves in a little yeah. apartment and I keep messaging them and I'm going, Are you gonna get a dog? Are you gonna get a dog now? What about now? <laughs> what about now? Because I just like I'm worried about their mental yeah. health and stuff because I know it's yeah. rough. Yeah, it's kind of funny. People are getting dogs more now. My mom uh, empty nest syndrome, she instead of just chilling, she decided to start breeding golden doodles, which is cute oh, and cute. funny, but she said, I said, is it, is the business suffering at all? And she was like, actually, no, the requests have like tripled because everybody's sitting at home being mm-hmm. like, now is the time to house train a dog. <laughs> no, it's so true. I looked at dad the other day. And I was like, could we get another cat? And he's like, absolutely not. Do you have any already? Uh, we have one and his name is a little chicken and he bites oh, me. No. And I'm like in this, yeah, no, but I'm in this like weird, like, it's like kind of like an abusive relationship, but that makes me more obsessed. <laughs> I get it. You're like, why don't you love me? What are you seeing in, in the depths of my soul that doesn't warrant love from you? Yeah. I'm like, do you love yeah. me now? Do you love me now? And he's like, never, because he knows I like I need it. Oh, it's gross. Um, BT Dubs. So my little sister borrowed my phone. And I'm very sad because I was watching your Amazon film earlier. Yeah. And also, dude, you're the lead of a film. I was looking at it and I was like, no, I Googled you because I'm trying to be a, I I don't know. I'm trying to do a good job. But I was, yeah, you you did that one film with um, the guy from Twilight. I didn't get time to watch that one. Yeah. Yeah. We, We can, but I'm very proud of you. That's amazing. Yeah, no, I kind of, um, it kind of is what got me going film t- in film and TV wise because I, um, this we shot that in Kentucky. I went to this random school in Kentucky, and um, mm. we kind of it was I got kind of lucky. I got booked that that role. It's funny people. It's funny generationally who notices who's in that film because like people my age are like, oh, the guy from X Men and Twilight, and then people older are like, oh, you did that movie with Hercules because the other guy is Kevin Sorbo and. I guess he was Hercules in that Hercules series from like forever ago. Um, but it, but also, um, I I'm also so excited because I was watching 
Oh, BT Dubs, can I just say that your your finest work, and I know you're talented, but it's never gonna um it's never gonna pass up Chloe. I want everybody oh that's listening to this to <laughs> literally go watch your super cut. closing doors. So I love it. Fun. I was like, it kept bringing me back. And I was like, okay, I'm here for it. I'm like a very expensive prop right now. And I had so much fun cutting my little highlight reel together because it's literally just the door opens and I go, I go knock, knock, knock. And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Here to see you. Blah, blah, blah. Door shut. The, <laughs> next to, the door opens. Knock, knock, knock. And it's like, <laughs> I did like nine episodes of that. It was pretty funny. Can I ask, um, did that make you more nervous? Sometimes if I just have one line mm-hmm. in something, I like mm-hmm. kind of psych myself up. I'm like, okay. Here it goes. Here's my big moment. Here it is. Yeah, and, then, <laughs> and then if I botch it, I'm like, oh, I suck. Um, I had a very small role. And in the first scene, I have 11, I had 11 entrances where I would sprint on, mm-hmm. tell them some exposition, and then they'd be like, go away. And then I'd run back off. Yeah. So my, I hate entering. And so just having to enter over and over again, I hated it. Um, but okay. So what did you psych yourself up every single time or did you get, I mean, you're a professional now, obviously. Uh, I would say that when it comes to auditions for roles that are very, like, you know, a line or two, I definitely psych myself out a little bit too much for those. I overthink those a lot, but anytime I've been on set and I've had a line or two, I, I ha- actually haven't run into that issue because there's just so much going on and the, you know, the focus really isn't all on you. And, you know, so if people are going, they're doing this scene, they're doing this scene, they're doing the scene. And then you kind of hop in do your bit and it keeps going. So that's never, that's never really weirded me out, but auditioning for those roles definitely does. Cause it's like, okay, here comes my line. Here we go. Can I ask, was that your audition? So like saying one of those lines? So no, actually, and this has happened to me a lot. I um, auditioned for a larger role on that show and I didn't end up booking it. And I thought that was that. Like, you know, I had, you know, call back and a session with the director and all this stuff. And I was like, didn't get it. And um, a couple weeks later, they were like, hey, we have this other, this mm-hmm. little role if she wants. And it was just for one episode. I was like, sure. Yeah, I'll be there. Um, and then they just kept, you know, anytime there was a secretary in the mayor's office, they just were like, oh, we'll just that's throw her in there. So it was kind of an accidental role, I think. And that's happened to me several times, actually. It's kind of interesting. Dudes, by the way, if anyone's listened to an episode, I just jump around because I, I get very distracted, but I'm interested by all of it. My brain was like revival, re, re something. How did that um, role come across? Exactly the exact same way, which is funny. So I auditioned for mm-hmm. a, a particular role, got a call back, drove all the way to Wilmington for it. Didn't end up getting that role, but they offered me this other mm-hmm. role, which but that was supposed to be it. And then they just uh, kept writing me back in, which was really exciting and cool. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's been kind of a weird trend for me with my TV stuff. Yeah, um, and it's never happened with film and which makes sense because the film is pretty much set uh script is set whereas like a lot of these tv shows sometimes they're kind of writing episodes on the fly and if they're like oh that kind of worked with that person let's just give them a little more to do or you know do you know who margaret qualley is she's starting to pop up a once upon a time in hollywood name oh wait wait what, how do I know her? Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm just watching her now because I was like, I've just said that name recently. I'm watching The Leftovers with my boyfriend and she's a pretty big role. She has a pretty big role 
on that show. She's really good. She said a trend of hers is that they'll see her tell her she didn't get the role. This happened um, once upon a time in Hollywood and Fosse Verdon. And then they'll keep looking for someone better. And then they'll realize <laughs> and then they'll come back to her. She's like, that's happened multiple times in my career. Um, so wait, okay, you said your start was the film in Kentucky. Is that, um, did you have your agent submitting you for that? Or did you just kind of stumble across it on your own? So that's before I had an agent. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. so the school I went to in Kentucky, um, tiny little school, the theater department was microscopic. Um, but the media communications uh, film department was is actually pretty solid. And I kind of started working with the film students there and that's I started doing like short films and stuff like that with them so that's what got me into um, film acting kind of early on and one of the professors who um, taught at that school was doing this feature and he so he was already familiar with my work and so mm -hmm. and you know it was a low budget thing so they were paying however much to try to get <laughs> boo boo and <clears throat> Kevin Sorbo on board so they weren't gonna go for anybody with any sort of name for my role. So I think I got lucky in that respect too. I mean, they held auditions and stuff, but they were trying to keep it local hire to Kentucky. So, um, so I kind of just knew I was in the right place at the right time. That's amazing, dude. Okay. And then I know that you hopped to Atlanta and New York. Which one was first? I <laughs> literally have just been jumping back and forth between the two. Um, when I graduated college, I was like, ah, where do I go? What do I do? do I go to grad school. Do I go to LA? Do I go to New York? I don't know. So I was just applying yeah. to like all different things. I didn't get into any grad schools I actually wanted to go to at the time, which was for the best. Um, and I ended up getting um, signed by my agent at the time uh, in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I got uh, accepted for the acting apprenticeship at Horizon Theater. So those were two things that kind of lined up in Atlanta. So I was like, no, fuck it. I'll go to Atlanta, see how it goes. Um, so I was there for about a year and a half. I did the apprenticeship, um, shot a couple little things. And then mm. on kind of a whim, it's a very long story. I was like, yeah, fuck it again. I was like, I'm just going to try New York for a little bit, see how that goes. Um, and trained uh, elsewhere up there uh, at the Vera Group. I guess that was another about year, almost year and a half. Mm -hmm. And again, I was like back to Atlanta because I think, you know, I got the training I wanted to get out of New York, but I was like, I'm not getting in the door yeah. here with you know, agents and casting directors because I just don't have enough. I don't have enough credits. So I went back to Atlanta for that reason. Yeah. Oh, I, I kind of did what I set out to do in Atlanta in a lot of ways. And so I said, let's try New York again and see if I can get in the door now. Uh, and I have been able to. So that's been cool. That's amazing. And I think that's such a good um, lesson in like it's sometimes the answer isn't no, it's just not now, you know. And yeah, and just not letting that beat you up for sure. Yeah, everything takes time. And it, a lot of this like this business is actually I mean, a lot of it is luck, but a lot of it is just is, is mm -hmm. strategy too. Yeah. Uh, can I ask because, okay, just being honest, you, you're fabulous. I've seen you on stage and now on screen. Um, but you are such a great screen actor mm -hmm. and I've only done theater and people are like, mm -hmm. oh, theater is different than film. And I'm like, no, like a good actor is a good actor just because a lot of my favorite stage actors or film actors trained in stage. But it is like film acting is kicking my butt. So how did you, how did you kind of bridge that, um, that kind of step? 
uh, it kind of goes back to like kind of what I was telling you that I, I just sort of got to, to fuck up early because I was, I started doing these like dumb short films as an undergrad that, you know, most of them didn't go anywhere and never saw the light of day, but I was able to really like practice and figure out what was working and what wasn't, um, in a very low stakes environment. Um, and I think I've always had, you know, I'm not a musical theater person. I, I don't, I'm not a dancer and I, I sing ish, but I'm certainly not, you know, trained. Um, so I think because of that, I've always already leaned more towards straight plays and sort of more, um, um, less theatrical type theater. Um, so I think I was already leaning more towards the kind of small, more film-like acting, I guess. Um, and so I guess it was more of an easy shift for me. Um, but yeah, from undergrad on, I was always kind of doing a little bit of both. So I think that's helped me kind of figure out, um, you know, straddling the two worlds a little bit and finding ground between the two. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is hard. It is it is weird if you're if you do a lot of theater and then try to do a do film out of nowhere. If you're doing a lot of film and try to get on theater, that's oftentimes much worse. <laughs> if you see someone who's never done theater before, does done a lot of film, and it's very obvious when you know you, they don't have the the stage presence or the. Yeah, it, it's. It. I think the main thing. I mean, this is me just kind of. I just when mm-hmm. stage actors or when film actors say, "Oh, I would never do stage because I'm not over dramatic." I'm just like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Anybody who says that is uneducated. No, seriously. Anybody who says that is just, they don't, it's uneducated. I mean, this is honestly me being like pretty, I mean, I've been denying this pretty much for the past year and a half since I've Mm -hmm. been in Atlanta. And I didn't think it was going to be easy, but like standing in front of that camera and just like making a world real in like on a gray background has just been, Uh yeah. And I, and also I like, I always kind of feel behind. I guess is part of it. Has that yeah. ever, cause I know, I feel like we all, especially right now, damn it. It's, I think we all kind of feel behind just in general. I think we're always looking at a career step ahead of us. And then all of a sudden it's yeah. been put on pause for everybody, you know? Yeah. I mean, the one comfort I have right now is that we're kind of all in the same boat here. <laughs> um, except for maybe people <laughs> who are very strong voiceover actors or, TikTok people, I don't know, but um, <laughs> otherwise we're pretty much all yeah. in the same boat here, waiting for things to to come back to life. Hopefully, in the next, I'm not even going to say because I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it is hard not to compare yourself to people at a different level, especially like when you you're watching TV shows or films and you yeah. see somebody who's a good five years younger than you, and you're like, "How did you do that? What are you? You know, oh, your dad was this or that, or you know." Yeah. Right now, I mean, I. And I mean this in the nicest way, but like right now I'm getting a lot of comfort from Florence Pugh's cooking videos on Instagram. Have you seen one of those? Oh yeah. I haven't, but I've heard, I've had some friends chat about it. So I don't, I don't know why. Cause at first I was like, this is kind of annoying. And then now I'm like, Mary, my sister, I'm like, come on, Florence has a new cooking video and we just find it comforting. But like, okay, just kind of, I'm like, wow, she's amazing. But guess what? She's sitting in her kitchen and you know, we've, you could work your book butt off to book something or some of my friends have booked things at the Alliance recently and now the show is over. It's not going to happen. And, um, I'm like, you can work so hard and it's over, you know? And yeah, 
is it weird that I kind of find it comforting in a way that like yeah it, it it is comforting in a way that it's like across the board we're all being asked to you know pause for a bit and also the other thing I found it's like while I'm itching to like get back to work um it's like for once I don't feel like that constant mm-hmm. like pressure that voice in my head being like what are you doing right now what are you doing right now um because a lot of it it's like I actually can't be doing that much right now and that's okay you know um a lot of times I'm constantly feeling like okay I should be doing this I should be working on that um and I have my little projects I'm doing right now but it's it's certainly part of this has been forcing myself to just accept like chilling and like letting it letting letting myself have some empty space you know so can I ask, because you've said it on Instagram, you got accepted into Yale, which like freaking what? Um, how are you feeling about that? I'm good. I, I I think it's like, at first it was so surreal. Like I kept thinking, because I just like, it's one of those things I just never in a million years thought I would get in, to be honest with you. It's just like, it was one of the schools I auditioned for when I first got out of undergrad. I didn't even make it through the path, first round of auditions. They have like four rounds and they like, it's like the Hunger Games. It was like, it's. I did the first round a couple of years ago. Brutal. Yeah. So you know what it's like. It's just brutal. Yeah. Um, so I just never, I was, I never in a million years thought I would get in. So I think part of it was like being like, okay, wow, I got in. Now what do I, what do I want to do? You know? Um, but I also am feeling more and more like less of this pressure to be like, I need to reach my ultimate level of success right now. And I'm 26. So now it has to happen now before I hit 30. And like, do you know what I mean? And I'm feeling more and more like I have my whole life ahead of me and I want to become the best actor I can, I can possibly be. And I actually really love, I love what I do. So why would I not invest, you know, the time into getting even better? Um, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about it. Um, right now the idea of going even though it's it's scary you know it's scary to like take a step back from auditioning a bit um yeah no dude when I saw that I was like I'm so freaking proud of you because and and I mean okay was it a letter was it an email because okay so I went to grad school in the UK and I got a phone call and it was the I literally was in my car like crying like Oh God, why am I doing this? This is awful. And then I kid you not, my phone rang and it was a call from London and I just cried. And it was one of the most magical moments of my life. Definitely. Yeah. So it's funny. So they, we, okay. So we, you know, you have the final like callback weekend, right? And you know, out of like, however many people apply 30, you know, like 30 people get invited to this callback weekend. And then of those 30 mm-hmm. or 32, 16 are in the, the class. Um, and so the weekend finished and, you know, Walt and the uh, acting chair was like, you know, we'll let you guys know. Yeah. You guys will know by Wednesday. And so, you know, Monday comes, Tuesday comes, Wednesday. And he said he would get, probably give us a call. Wednesday comes, I hadn't heard anything. And I was just like, it was honestly one of the worst days of my life. Not because I was like, I need to get in. Because I'm used to like auditioning for shit. And it's like, you audition, you put it out there and you just, I forget about it. Because if you spend time obsessing over it, you're going to go crazy because people don't let you know half the time, right? Especially with TV, um, with theater, you know, sometimes we'll get emails, but 
So I, but I was like, I'm going to know by Wednesday. And if I don't hear, I didn't get in. So it was horrible. And then, so I didn't hear anything Wednesday. So I was like, I don't think I got in. So I was like, I'm just going to let this go. Um, and then I woke up Thursday morning to uh, an email from Walton, um, like a really early 5 a.m. email. And him being- Wait, is this person emailing you named Walton? That's the most Yale thing I have ever heard. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, and then they called me later. But the the first notification I got was via email. So oh, wow, that's so cool, dude. That's gonna be amazing. And um, yeah, it, it's like you had just made the New York jump, and then then something else kind of changed it. So yeah, it was weird because I I kind of accidentally moved back up to New York too. Like I first went sort of temporarily. I was assistant directing mm-hmm. a, an off Broadway show. Um, with my so my acting mentor um, Seth Barish, who's the co artistic director at the Barrow Group, um, I studied mm-hmm. under him back when I first moved up to New York. But he, he's kind of been my person along the way that I've you know kind of been sharing things with and getting advice from. But he's also um, an amazing director, um, and so he's been I've been kind of keeping him up to date on my journey producing and directing. And I told him mm-hmm. I'd really love to learn directing from him. And so when this next show this show came up, he was like, why don't you assistant direct for me? Um, So you could kind of learn from me that way. So I was like, I'll just go up for, you know, the two months of rehearsal and see how it goes. Um, But while that was happening, the Hulu show was coming out um, and I was applying, you know, for, you know, a a manager and an agent all up in New York and LA at the same time. And I was like, you know, if that all comes together, then it would make more sense for me to stay in New York. And and at the same time, I was like, just feeling like I'd kind of reached what I wanted, the goals I'd set for myself in Atlanta. So I wasn't like, oh, I, mm-hmm. I wasn't telling myself I need to leave. I was just like, now is the time to start putting feelers out elsewhere and see what happens. So grad school was part of those feelers I was putting out in addition to the manager and the agent and all of that. Um, and yeah. It kind of fell into it. Yeah, it's it kind of sounds like the beginning in... Atlanta though how like you kind of were putting out those feelers and it just kind of it just kind of like fell together where you were like it just makes more sense for it to go this way you know yeah yeah and I've always been a big believer in like you know give yourself as many options as you possibly can because you know you can say no to things but you can't say yes to things that you haven't put yourself out for you know so I've always been a believer of like putting things out there, seeing what happens with it and being okay with, you know, turning things down or saying no, if you have to. Um, So how has it been with um, not like, what is your lowest moment, but like what has been something that's been discouraging, which, and then what did it look like coming out of it? Was it you like clawing your way up or just being patient for something to happen? You mean just within my career in general? Yeah, where we are in life sometimes connects to our career, but sometimes it's just, yeah, being a human who we feel very deeply. I mean, I think the most frustrating Mm -hmm. thing in all of this has been the amount of time, you know, that you put something out there that it seemingly yields no fruit. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like I'm constantly auditioning for things and I feel like I'm doing my best and it's like, you know, it's still like, it's so, it's really hard. So, you know, you'll go months without booking something sometimes. And, and it's really frustrating because it feels like a lot of other art forms, you can kind of constantly just 
work in some ways and not necessarily like <laughs> successfully, but unless you're really dedicated to creating your own content, which isn't for everybody, a lot of times you you're stuck kind of waiting. Um, so that's always been the most frustrating thing for me. And I think it's originally, it is what kind of, I pushed out of it originally by starting my little theater company and doing my own directing. But that, that originally stemmed out of a total frustration with, you know, I, I felt like I hadn't gotten anywhere in New York apart from getting the training that I got, which was uh, invaluable actually. Um, and by the way, I highly recommend anybody in New York, if you know, you're feeling like the, the, the bear group where I studied, I found to be kind of the perfect sort of balance between acting that works really well on stage and on camera, both. Um, it's just about very simple tools that you can use in any sort of acting environment. So, but coming out of that, I was just like coming back to Atlanta and feeling like I was starting over again because I'd made, you know, a little bit of several tiny steps forward my first time in Atlanta. And I felt like I had to start completely over. I didn't, you know, I didn't know any of the casting directors anymore. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that was frustrating. And, but, but it also caused me to, to start mm -hmm. Atlanta theater club. So I think whenever I've had, I do, <laughs> I'm pretty good at keeping myself busy. So if I'm feeling frustrated with something that definitely motivates me, um, to do something about it. So one thing kind of connecting to the Atlanta side of things, um, one of my favorite things about Atlanta, so I did, I've lived in London, I've lived in Chicago, and one thing that I've found invaluable here is the community of artists and how like freaking tiny we are. Um, uh, how, how did you find, um, not like did you find, because I think a piece of your heart is always going to be in this um, community of artists, but like, how, how did you start feeling involved and connected in this? Um, kind of slowly mm -hmm. by building, you know, building, finding my people. Um, you know, originally I kind of got plugged right in right away with my apprentice group at Horizon mm -hmm. Theater. But, you know, I left and, you know, a year and a half went by and, you know, people had kind of I'm still close to all those people. Actually, we just did like a, a Zoom staged reading together. So I'm so close with all of them. But I definitely came back and felt, you know, like I didn't really have a group anymore, like a community necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it just kind of was a slow sort of over time sort of finding the people that yeah. I vibe with. And um, a lot of it was through my own work being like, okay, we did this project together and like we really hit it off and let's do more. Let's work on more things together. Um, and then I think doing the Wolves at Horizon, that was, I mean, we just all gelled that group of us um, girls on that, on that cast. And so, yeah, and it just kind of, it feels like it just slowly builds from there. It's like putting a little puzzle piece, puzzle together. I, I saw um, I saw you in the wolves and that's when like I first noticed you oh wait okay funny story do you remember I think it's the only time we've met in person right yeah I remember this at a coffee shop yeah and um and I like I was kind of like oh my gosh you're so great because I love to tell people when I admire their work because like this world is so discouraging and my manager told me later she was like Rebecca like we'd love to have you still work here but you can't harass like the like celebrities anymore <laughs> wait no that is so funny about me 
no, no yeah like i talked like i i shouldn't have like harassed you uh no that, that's really funny because i loved that like I, I remember it and it made me feel really happy so that's funny <laughs> Yeah. And I and I think like I, I don't know, is like a maybe as she doesn't understand like actors, I feel like we just kind of like we don't always know each other, but it's kind of like this pre like connection. But um yeah, just letting you know, um meeting you did get me in a little bit of trouble with my manager. Um, which I thought was really funny. And then um you gave me the encouragement. Yeah. I this is not what you told me to do. But I was considering doing um, the, or I was being considered for the Horizon Apprentice Company. Yeah. And they would not email me back, which you said was, which like was okay. And so one day I was like, I'm freaking tired of waiting. So I just walked up to the office and I was like, hi, I'd love to introduce myself to whoever it was that um, organized the Horizon uh, Theater Company. Yeah. And um, she was like, oh, and we sat down and we talked for an hour. And um, yeah. And she said she was like, you know, we're looking for people that are gutsy. And I kind of like raised my eyebrows and I was like, dude, <laughs> I just walked into your office. Wow. And, uh, but uh, yeah, eventually they, they just offered me that thing at, and I was already booked in something. But, uh, but yeah, that's like, so, you know, if you're wanting to catch up from our last interaction yeah. in person about a year ago. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Um, that's how that all went down. How did you find the apprenticeship? Because um, for people that don't know, in the Atlanta Theater Company, for the most part, um, most actors do an apprenticeship at like four different um, theater groups. And that's kind of, it's such a small community. It's the way that you kind of meet everybody. Yeah, it's a little bit like slave labor, but you know, you're paying your dues. Um, yeah, it's definitely, I think it's harder to like, you know, you're coming out of grad school. It's like, I think you would have maybe been a little frustrated with, you know, everything that it entails. But um, it's definitely it definitely gets you connected in a scene, you know, people kind of know who you are afterwards. And, um, but then it's like what you do with it. You know, I know a lot of people who've been through one of the apprenticeships and haven't really done anything. So I think it's, it, it does help, but I don't think it's necessarily necessary for working. Yeah. It's, it's not, but it's, it's what you make it. Um, whether it's horizon actors express Aurora. Saren B. The Alliance used to have one, but not anymore. Um, is that it? There's uh, Georgia Ensemble does um, because I got to work with their apprenticeships as people, and they were amazing. We had someone that got sick. One of the apprentices like jumped up and Maddie and she did the show and we were so insanely proud of her. Oh. Um, but and then uh, the Shakespeare Theater does it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah I, it's definitely it's kind of one of those things like it was it all worked out for the best because I didn't feel okay with doing an apprenticeship just because it wasn't even that like I was too good to pay my dues, but I had already worked in Chicago and quote unquote paid those dues. I had worked, I had went to school in a tiny college in Nashville, paid those dues. Now part of that is I keep moving. That's my fault. But then, and then I did London, which going to drama school is paying your dues. And then I showed up to Atlanta. Yeah. I think it's like everybody's decision is going to work well for them. But um, luckily I got cast in Georgia Ensemble show before I got heard back from um, all the different theaters and that actually felt really good to be like, sorry, I can't do your apprentice program. <laughs> yeah, that honestly, that felt really, really good. I bet it did, yeah. 
Um, so, okay. You said you kind of reached those goals that you wanted in Atlanta. Um, I, I don't know if like, would you be, was it getting more film and TV work or just working with the theaters you wanted to work with? Yeah. So I kind of told myself coming back from New York the first time I wanted to book a couple co-star, uh, recurring co-star and guest star roles. I wanted to do that on film and TV and then obviously film would be great, but there's more TV in Atlanta. So I was like, that's what I want to do that. And I want to do a couple uh, regional theater productions. Um, so I did that. I mean, I did, um, you know, I did nine episodes on the own show. I did six on the Hulu show. And then, you know, I did a little scattering of like the net, one episode on Netflix and um, some, some other little things like that. And um, that was enough to like, and then, you know, I did The Wolves and I did a show at Synchronicity. And then, I, uh, so I, those were, I, those were, where I set those kind of goals, um, not with the intention of being like, I need to leave when I'm done with these things, but it was kind of like t- uh, telling myself I couldn't try anything else until I did that. Um, because... I didn't want to go back to just like pounding the pavement with nothing to show for it. I think a lot of times it feels like people are like, I didn't get this one thing. So I'm just going to keep trying for it over and over again without making mm-hmm. any adjustments. Um, and for me, it was like, I didn't quite get in the doors I wanted to the first time I went to New York because I didn't have certain things. So I was like, I'm going to go get those certain things and then I'm going to try again. Yeah. I think that's actually, that makes a ton of sense because um, this is, so right now I'm really in my head about how I've been approaching everything. Um, but just that advice of if it didn't work, readjust mm-hmm. and, um, and kind of knowing, cause I think right now I'm definitely in, yeah, I think I'm in a fear place. So I didn't know, but my response is like locking up and yeah. being like, well, if I'm going to get rejected, what's the point of trying? I bet it's something yeah. I can't even change, you know? Yeah. I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, you guys don't want me well. You know, I don't want you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just go do weird theater with my friends. I um okay, so I think one of the other things I noticed, um, but I interviewed Joelle Grace, um, the photographer. Oh, I think I do know I did know that. I think I saw that on your Instagram. I, I love Joelle. I do t- oh my gosh. I I think it's honestly impossible not to. But you've like worked with Joelle and those shots were gorgeous. But then okay, for one, the self portrait thing that you did in your yard. I I mean I have Instagram stalked you. Um how do, for one, how did you pull that off? Is that someone else in a dress? The same dress? No, that's me. That's me. Um, yeah, so I, I for I love photography, but I don't know a lot about it. And I don't I don't like taking photos of other people because or I and I also kind of don't love taking having other people take photos of me either. I've always found like doing self-portraits, I can kind of just do whatever I want, not have to worry about like pleasing someone else's kind of vision of what they want or being worried if I'm not giving them what they want. Um, so I've kind of found a lot of creative freedom and just like playing around with myself and the camera but yeah it's always on a self timer I'll like you have to I there's you know a million shots that don't work because focus is really hard to get um I don't I don't use autofocus I like kind of figure out where I want to stand and I try to focus it to that um but that one I just took two different photos and layered them on top of each other and then did like you know I got in photoshop and did like some erasing um, and just kind of like, you know, meshed the two together. It, it wasn't that clean. If you blew it up, you would see. It was like, okay. I was like, yeah, it's a for Instagram. I love that. Yeah, I think um, in the past year, I've kind of become more interested 
in um yeah like portrait photography a couple of my friends do it do it so well um and yeah it's just gorgeous and I love that's actually a really good point of like portraits of just kind of figuring them out yourself because like yeah self-timers exist man yeah does it usually come from just like that itch to create something and you're like you know what I'm gonna go do something (laughs) paired with boredom you know um I've always they they always happen like if you look at my Instagram and anytime there's like a self-portrait on there it's always like between between gigs it's like um and I don't know if I, I feel like you're probably like this too but it's like being as an artist it's like you know we have our main thing that we do right we're like actors or whatever and, um but it's really nice to kind of let our creativity kind of uh, play with our creativity in ways that are totally unrelated to acting because it's just it's freeing and there's no pressure and doesn't have to be good because it's not our main thing and you know so I think that's why I really like playing with the camera sometimes or I I like drawing sometimes or or doing whatever just because it's like I can kind of just let go and whatever happens happens and um, I feel creatively fulfilled afterwards but it's not like something I'm offering up to the casting director yeah um you're a big reader too yeah yeah I do read well I read a lot of plays I I try to be a big reader (laughs) it's it's definitely work for me but I try yeah forcing myself to focus in that way is important for me because I definitely have focus issues and I'm all over the place and I'm really good at wasting time um so being like Rebecca you're gonna sit down first thing in the morning and you're gonna at least read for 20 minutes (laughs) whether you like it or not and and I always feel better afterwards, but I definitely, it's definitely one of those things that doesn't come supernaturally for me right now because I used to, when I was younger, like reading was all I did. Um, but I have to, now it's, it's something I have to kind of work towards. <laughs> People think readers were just like hungry for words. And honestly, I think the world is too shiny and sparkly. It's so easy to get off track. Yeah. But I agree. It's, I think it's really important. Okay. So like back to the shoots. Um, was that just something like you working with Joelle and stuff? Was that kind of like, I need new shots of myself? Or was it just like, this looks like fun? It was around my birthday. So I was like, oh, this would be fun to do. And I've been following Joelle for a while. And I, I wanted to work with her. Um, and I also, if you look at my website, I, I pretty much just have her photos for like the design part of my website. Um so I wanted, I knew I wanted to, I was revamping my website and I, I knew I wanted like cohesive sort of photos for that, that I could use that kind of were different, but looked what looked good together. Um, and yeah, I knew I want, I knew what looks I wanted and the kind of style I wanted, but honestly, Joelle, I would say Joelle creative directed that. I mean, she, she helped me put, I brought pieces and stuff, but she helped, you know, kind of build it and put it together. And Wait, okay, Rebecca, can I make a confession to you? For one, I think, um, I think it's interesting, but um, also, okay, golly, Belle, I'm blushing. I had to mute, I had to mute you for a little bit because, yeah, because I was just like, this girl is so freaking cool and she's killing it. Um, it may be, it may be. It made me feel a little, little bit self-conscious. Why? <laughs> because you're killing it. I was like, damn, she's doing a Hulu show and she's, she's directing in New York. So I had to be, I had to, and also I don't remember what was going on in my brain, but like, 
I just want to share that. Not that you have anything to feel one way or another about. But yeah, just like maybe not that you need to be more aware of yourself, but also just maybe to everybody else is like, you have no idea like how other people perceive you and that some people like you don't you don't know, you know, even if you're feeling discouraged, someone else is looking at what you're doing. And they're like, damn, I wish I had a piece of that cake. You know, I know. I think we're all in that boat. It's like there's always there's somebody where like, God, why can't I just be like that? Or like, I don't know. It's it's hard to I try. I really try not to to examine other people too much, probably to a fault, because I, I do get I get in my head about you know, being disappointed in myself and, um, or feeling impatient or whatever. Um, so I probably go a little bit to the extreme because I'm, I'm an introvert and like, I, I just kind of like, it's easier for me sometimes to just like keep to myself and just let be like, don't worry about what other people are doing. Whereas it's like, no, it's actually really wonderful that you can like say that to me and be like, you know, really encourage me. And it's like, I need to be I think for me, it's like I, I need to be better about that for other people because in protecting myself, I think sometimes I I let other people um, and thoughtful towards other people. I think I see it pretty clearly because I'm so overly critical of myself. But that's actually one of the reasons I wanted. I'm so glad that um, we uh, can do the interview now because not like you're more interesting now, but I find this like crossroad that you're in right now. Super interesting. Yeah. I think it's such a interesting crossroad of like, you have all this momentum and it's not going anywhere, but like, as everyone's hearing, you're like rubbing up and getting ready to go. And then all of a sudden the world just stops, you know, but it's, I mean, (laughs) I'm saying this to everybody, like we're going to get through it. And I think, I mean, from what you've said, it seems like even in this time, you're really taking it in. And um, I think it's going to be used for a lot of good. I hope so. I hope so. We'll see. Uh, I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to do my best to like balance this uh, kind of this necessary positivity that's being, th- you know, that's part of our culture. Like it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this, you know, We're, you know, balancing that with the reality that it's like a lot of people are not going to be okay. And that this is going to like, this is life changing for, this is, you know, people have died and, and people are going to probably keep dying. And it's like, yeah, things are going to be okay for some of us, you know? So it's just like, God, it's just like such a weird time. It's hard to even wrap my mind around it, you know? Yeah. No, that's a really good point. Cause also I'm saying this from a hill in West Tennessee and um, I'm not seeing anybody. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, everybody won't be okay. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. Yeah. The other thing it's like, something that's also been helpful to me. It's like, sometimes we can get so, I can get so caught up in like, it's so important. I need to book this role. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is what, this would do it for me. I just know it like, la la la. Um, yeah. But just having that put in perspective with what's happening in the world right now, it's like, there's so many other things that are so much more important than me, like booking this, just this stupid role and this, right? Um, so something I try to remember Anytime I walk into an audition where I'm like freaking out and it's like the most important thing ever, it's like, actually, it's not the most important thing ever and you're going to be okay. I think, um, yeah, yeah, maybe the, yeah, we are taking things away that I think will continue, hopefully to really change our generation's mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, So a way of like, yeah, I do think there are going to be good things like what you just said. My little bloops around seem 
way less important, which is very healthy. Yeah, I think that's really important. Okay, Rebecca. Rebecca. I'm very proud of myself. I had fun. We hit the hour mark. Wait, okay, wait. Two things I wanted to ask you. Sorry. Okay, for one, I I think I can ask you. Because you're a Rebecca, why is there one C? Okay, yeah. Um, I'm Panamanian. My dad's side of the family is from Panama, so that's how you spell Rebecca in Spanish. Rebecca. Rebecca. That makes okay, that makes sense. And then also I know this is so random, but I do want to know how you met your um, co producer, um, Jen. Okay, well Jen and I Jen and I go way, way back. Um, we went to undergrad together. Um, at this tiny little school, tiny little, little liberal arts Christian school in Kentucky. Um, and we both kind of uh, bonded together through that experience. And we, you know, we worked together on stage uh, and on camera in undergrad. And then she went off to grad school and I went off, just stayed really close. And she, you know, when I first, the first thing I produced I was working with Rebecca Suella. Do you know Rebecca Suella? Because she's a director in town. Um, and Jen and I had kind of grown apart a little bit, but I reached out to her and was like, hey, like I'm, you know, I'm producing and acting in this show. It's the first time I've ever done this. Like if you want to like come on board and just like stage manage, because she's like so organized, like she can like manage anything. Um, and I was like, you know, like help us out if you want, you know, pressure. And you know, from that point forward, we were kind of inseparable when it came to working on theater projects and not a single show would have made it to opening or through closing without her. And I, I say that that is not an exaggeration. Um, she kind of was the glue, is the glue that held all of that together. Yeah. We balance each other out too in like a really great way. Um, I'm a little bit more like all over the place, kind of creative, whatever. And she's, she's a lot, she's very structured and, and very like, she can just make anything happen. Um, but yeah, we, and we kind of, we both come from very similar backgrounds too. Like we were both raised like very, very religious and then kind of had to figure out what we really believe for ourselves in, in a very, in, in a kind of a weird way, but it kind of happened at the same time. And, you know, so yeah, we, we. Well, that's like a huge thing. Can I ask what the future of Atlanta Theater Club is going to be? That is a good question. I'm I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> People keep keep asking me, and it's it's sad because I don't know what to do. Um, you know, we never made it a an official nonprofit, so it's really just kind of my baby right now, and um, it's not something I can really hand off to anybody um, because we kind of just did one production at a time and <clears throat> self funded it, so we don't have like. It's not, not something I can actually hand off to anybody. So it's kind of, it's a weird thing. Um, I've been telling people she's hibernating right now. She's taking a nap. We'll see. Um, yeah. And But I know that I'm going to keep producing and directing in some capacity. It just might might be a little bit before I can get back to it. Um, in my heart, you know, when it comes to producing is always going to be in Atlanta. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I might try to make, I might try to, you know, create something in this time that I can, I can do over uh, the online platform. We'll see. Yeah. No, that sounds amazing. And as w- if you release anything, I'm going to blast it and make sure that everybody watches. There's nothing, obviously, there's no choice with it hibernating, but also like the best things, like the British TV shows, like Fleabag and other things. It's kind of like, this is what it is. It's capsulated right here, and maybe it'll come back and. 20 years and we're 
be fantastic. And there's nothing wrong with pausing. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because it's like I could, you know, I could tell myself I started this thing and now this is what I'm going to, you know, do forever around a theater company in Atlanta, which would be cool. Or I can, you know, I can leave myself with options and see kind of where life takes me. And so I'm, I'm at that point right now. I didn't want to, you know, tie myself down with it. So I really appreciate um, you talking to me. And um, by the way, guys, I like asked her for an interview, like almost nine months ago, she was so like, let's do it. And then I was like, Hey, I'm uh, uh, so um, yeah, yeah, I really appreciate it. I feel like I was really busy. And then you were really busy. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, yeah, any uh, even like an hour to be able for two people in the creative world to connect is um, that is an accomplishment in itself. And I I hope that someday we can actually just sit down together over a cup of coffee and talk that way. Please. I would love that so much. And we will do that. We will. This is going to be so much, Rebecca. (laughs) Thank you, Rebecca. I really appreciate it. Love talking with you. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye. And that was Rebecca. Make sure that you're following her on her social media. That is Rebecca Robles. But here's the thing. She, as I just asked her, it's one C. So it's R-E-B-E-C-A. I'm R-E-B-E-C-C-A. She is one C. I am two Cs. But she is one C. That's the important thing. And then her last name is spelled R-O-B-L-E-S. And you can find her on Instagram. Um, Track her on IMDb because you're going to be seeing more stuff from her and when there is you're gonna be like you're gonna like be hearing me and I'm gonna be like Rebecca's got something and everyone's like we know and I'm like well I'm reminding you um but yeah Rebecca thank you so much for um hopping on a uh yeah an audio call and just sitting in your room and listening to a phantom voice just tell you that you're amazing um because you are and to everybody else uh thank you so much for listening anyone that said that like I don't know, just kind of like hearing some familiar voices or sort of familiar voices and just kind of tuning out is nice. And just know that I love you. And um, please let me know if you like the podcast because it's good for my ego. Um, because every time I put something out, a little piece of my ego dies and then is reborn. So you can help with that. All you have to do is text me. Um, <laughs> Golly, Bell. Okay, well, I'm going to wrap that up. And um, you know I love you. Bye-bye.